0: You are Locked On Jets, your daily podcast on the New York Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday, May 8th, 2018. I am John B. from gangrenenation.com. Subscribe to the show if you enjoy it on iTunes or Spotify and leave the show a good review in iTunes, please. We certainly appreciate those who have done so. On today's show, we are going to take a turn towards the positive, and now that the offseason is complete, for the most part, I mean, there may be a move here or there, the Jets are still tweaking the bottom of their roster, and sometimes during the summer, there's a free agent who shakes free in training camp, you know, somebody has a contract dispute, his team lets him go, there's a late cut, so we can't rule out the Jets bringing somebody else in, but for the most part, the roster is set. I think we know who the key players are going to be on this Jets team in the year 2018, so I'm going to give you the positions that I think are most improved this offseason for the Jets. So let's start, and I think I'll go with the most obvious one, and it's a position that the Jets have needed to address for the longest time. It's the most important position, and that's obviously the quarterback position, and while I am not a big fan of what the Jets did with Josh McCown, I give Mike McAdden a standing ovation for everything else he's done this offseason. I think masterful job by McCagnon. That's my view at this point. Um I really like that's, I like the other two moves a lot. I think Teddy Bridgewater I think Teddy Bridgewater was a smart decision. Now I think the way things have panned out here, the way things have played out, I don't think that Bridgewater necessarily plays a big role with this with the Jets anymore, but in terms of a guy who has upside, I mean, I I just don't think that there are many players like Bridgewater, and we know that there are question marks around this injury he's got. He's still coming back from a serious knee knee injury. He's lost two important years of development, but 25-year-old guy who has a track record of success has shown some promise in this league. They're usually not available, and Obviously, there are very special circumstances around Bridgewater becoming available, but it's a nice upside play. I mean, in terms of upside versus cost, I don't think there was a better play in free agency for the Jets, um because Bridgewater's not really costing him. Now, there's a reason he's not costing much again. He's coming off that injury. But a smart move and a move I like because I think the Jets kind of hedged their bets a little bit. We talked about this on yesterday's show where if the Jets ended up in a position where they'd have to draft more of a project quarterback, and I've been saying this, I said this for months leading into the draft, the Jets had to draft a quarterback this year, but it wasn't clear they were going to end up with the guy they got. So if you were in a position where you had a project guy who you you did not want to put on the field year one, was more of a developmental guy, Guy. You had Bridgewater around, and that's a, that was a nice guy to have around. Now, I can't I don't think we can necessarily say Bridgewater's career is with the Jets is over, but I think the complexion of this quarterback situation changes with the fact the Jets got a guy like Sam Darnold. And you know, over the weekend there was some news that Todd Bowles said that he's not sure Bridgewater's going to be ready for OTAs. And I mean, guys, have you ever paid attention to what Todd Bowles says? I mean, Todd Bowles says a lot of stuff that Todd Bowles does not like playing showing his cards to the I'm trying to think of how to put this diplomatically. Todd Bowles does not show his cards to the media. He frequently says stuff that does not pan out. So I'm not sure I'd necessarily sound the alarm bell yet on Bridgewater because Todd Bowles said something about his availability to OTAs. Because Todd Bowles has said a lot that hasn't necessarily played out the way he said it to the media. So let's wait and see on that one. But mainly my focus on the offseason moves at quarterback is on the obvious one. It's the trade. First of all, it's the trade up, which was a bold move at the time. And actually got some criticism uh, within certain certain segments of the fan base, certain se- segments of the media. And I said at the time, look, I couldn't at the time say that it was a great move because you have to see it's the first of a series of moves. You had to see what happened after the trade up. But I said at the time, I, I don't think you could be I don't think you could say it was a terrible move at the time. Because it made a lot of sense in theory, moving up, getting a quarterback, and what they did was they essentially undercut everybody else who wanted to move up. Whether and I don't would, was Denver more willing to move up before the Jets traded with the Colts. I don't know. Denver maybe was not as keen on taking a quarterback as some of us originally thought, but the Bills definitely were, and the Jets pretty much boxed the Bills out of getting. A, now the Bills ended up with Josh Allen, but. The Jets boxed the Bills out of moving into the top five by making that trade with the Colts when they did. And it was just a really. A, and then the Jets, of course, things just break right for the Jets. And they end up with Sam Darnold, who I think you know if you listened, I'm pretty excited about. So, uh, and you know, this is the type of move. And there have been, look, Lord knows there have been missteps with this regime. And one move alone does not necessarily guarantee success for this regime. You have to. We've seen plenty of examples in the NFL where team gets a good quarterback and doesn't put the proper pieces around the quarterback and the front office pays the price. That said, though, this is the type of move that could be franchise altering. It could be career altering for the for the man who made it, the general manager who made it. And it can make up for a lot of sins. It can make up for a lot of mistakes in the past. And it's, the, it's just that kind of move where Darnold, and I think Darnold, I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar, but I'm saying he's got that kind of ceiling. It's quite possible. This is not just hoping. I mean, he could be one of the great, one of the top quarterbacks, you know, one of the true one the next wave of the really top ech- upper echelon quarterbacks in this league and getting him really I think tremendous move by the Jets. So, I think that that's the most obvious position and That's the most improved position. It's the most important position. The Jets have not just set themselves up at quarterback for this year, but hopefully, ten to you know, ten years, fifteen years down the line, the Jets will now be stable at the quarterback position, which is not something you've been able to say much in Jets history. So, quarterback, most important position, and the primary position of improvement. Now let's look elsewhere. Where else have the Jets improved uh, outside of the quarterback position and? I'm going to look on the offensive line, and maybe not the entire offensive line. Well, actually, not any other. Only one spot on the offensive line, because that's the only spot where they've added a player. But the center position, where the Jets bring in Spencer Long, and they also bring in Travis Swanson, who is not a great player, but he's a guy who has a limited track record of success in this league. And limited track record of success for a backup player is not terrible. You know, it's not a terrible thing for a depth guy. Look, if a guy's a great player, he's going to be a starter. If he's a backup, odds are, unless, you, unless you've just got a young guy in there who's trying to break into the lineup and your team already has an incumbent starter, then maybe you have a... That's really the only way you get a starting caliber player as a backup. It's very difficult to do. So if you're talking about a more veteran backup, I think a guy like Swanson, who at least at least you have something you can hang your hat on, something to pin your hopes to. Not a terrible backup for uh, as an as interior lineman. But Spencer Long, the addition from Washington, and he does not come without questions. I mean, there, there's his track record was it was kind of mixed, and he does have some injury questions. But in many ways, it's just a situation where there's nowhere to go but up. And I, it's a very dangerous thing to say in the NFL typically, because a lot of times you say it and you, you don't go up. But I just really have a tough time not seeing Spencer Long being an upgrade at this position. Wesley Johnson really was not fit to be a starting center in this league. And, I mean, the Jets did not do a great job last year at the center position. I I question what they did last year. They rolled the dice that they could develop Wesley Johnson. They rolled the dice, really, that their offensive line was based on a lot of projections last year, and it did not pan out. And in some ways, maybe the assistant coaching, maybe an assistant coach paid for his job with it. Maybe the position coach paid for it with his job. And Johnson was the biggest culprit. Now, I'm not sure how much I buy into this idea that Johnson was the only problem with the offensive There were other problems. The guards were not that great, and the tackles, honestly, were kind of up and down. And, you know, as much as you want to get on Johnson... The guards, the guard Johnson was playing center a lot in 2016. And the guard, the two guards were both there, and the two guards were both better in 2016. So the guards have to get better, but the center position really hurt this team. I mean, there's no way around it. Johnson was just not good. at Pass protection, not good at identifying what was in front of him, stunts, things like that. Not strong on the point of attack in the run game. Just really uh, didn't bring. He really did not bring anything to the table that you'd want in the starting. Se- he didn't bring anything to the table you'd want in the center. Period. You know, there's a guy like Swanson. You could say, well. He may not be starting material, but he's backup material. I don't even think I'm not even sure Johnson's backup material in this league. He's just a really poor center. And look, the Jets—he was overexposed. He was out of his elements, and the Jets put him in a position to fail by putting him into a starting. If Johnson's anything, he's a backup. I'm not even sure he's a backup. Jets did a bad job with that one, but hopefully they fixed it. I mean, to some extent, they—they—they. I again, I can't imagine that Long is anything other than an upgrade for the Jets. I really can't. Um, so I put the center position as, as an improved position on, on this football team. And Long does have his questions, but at least you have a guy you can hope will be better this year. And the Jets actually did a good job, stru- you know, the, you can question certain aspects of what the Jets did at center, but the deal was structured very well. The Jets can get out of that deal pretty easily. Now let's move, uh, let's move on and we'll talk about a position the Jets improved where you... Can question the deal very much, but it's un- unquestionable. That the Jets did improve the position. That's cornerback, and really, it's one move. I mean, they signed Trumaine Johnson, and I've got plenty of questions about this move. I've plenty of questions about this deal. But the one thing you cannot deny is that it probably it has to make the Jets better on the field, because essentially what you're doing, you have Morris Claiborne back, you have Buster Screen back. Those were your, those were two of your three corners last year. So that means you have a, a thousand or so snaps that are either not going to Daryl Roberts or Justin Burris, or it could actually, Buster Screen's snap total will probably be reduced from, from a year ago. It'll, it'll probably snaps will probably go down. So probably between those three guys, you're giving a 1,000 snaps to Johnson. So the, there's nowhere to, again, this is a situation. Johnson's a good player. I don't know that he's worth the contract. And the deal, the way the deal was structured, is was not. I don't think it was a well structured deal. But again, it's an important position on the in the Todd Bowles defense. Again, Bowles likes to Bowles likes the blitz. Bowles likes to leave his corners on the island. He needs guys who can cover one on one. And is Johnson a all pro kind of guy? No, but he's a quality cover corner. Jets did not have many quality cover corners on the roster last year, so I think that's pretty clearly in a, a position where it's better, it's going to be better in 2018 than it was in 2017, because you have Johnson, and you also, I mean, you also made Claiborne's job easier, because Claiborne's not going to have to shadow number one guys, he'll be able to shadow number two guys, so his job's a little bit better, so he slides into an easier role for him, and Screen slides into an easier role for him, because again, you're probably going to, I would guess you'd have, you know, probably two, three hundred snaps or snow that Screen's going to be on the bench for, you're going to reducing a snap total, again, you're probably allowing him to move inside more. So I I think Screen will be in a better... I I don't love Screen, but I think he'll be in a better role this coming season than he was a year ago. So corner is a position where the Jets have improved. I'll give you one more position where I think the Jets are going to be better in 2018. And again, this is another one based on one move, but I'll say the running back position. I'm not sure what exactly what you're getting out of Isaiah Crowell, but I think it's probably going to be an upgrade on Matt Forte. I think Crowell's a younger guy. He's a guy who's probably going to produce more. Forte actually was better than people gave him credit for this year. See, I think Forte's a guy who, who shows you how much first impressions matter. I, I think he's a guy who... Should, Cause, because he started with the Jets in 2016, and the Jets used him as an every-down-back, and it was a bad decision. I don't understand why they did it. I mean, I think he had shown you near the end of his Chicago career that if he was going to be a productive player, it was going to be in a more reduced role. And the Jets, for some reason, thought he was still an every-down-back, and they gave him all those snaps. So people got the idea. And he, the production was not good, so people got the idea the Jets, you know, he, he was finished. And... You know, in 2017, he was actually probably more productive than you'd think, and the Jets reduced his role a little bit. Now, Forte obviously did not like his role. If you followed some of his comments during the season, he was critical of the play calling. He was a guy who's used to being a star, and I think it was difficult on him to not be the go-to guy on the offense, take on a more reduced role. And He was more productive than you'd think, but that said, he was clearly at the end of the line. He clearly did not have a whole lot of speed left, he, you know, he did not have young legs le- left, so I think Crowell's going to be a guy who gives you a little extra element out of the backfield, um, and I think uh, the, there's a potential to be a nice tandem between Crowell and Powell, and maybe Elijah Maguire's in the mix, maybe Trenton Cannon, the guy they drafted in the sixth round, but I think the running back position, I'd say, upgraded there. So those those are my four, I'll give you four, That's that's what I'll give you today, four upgraded positions, quarterback, the obvious one, the big one, and the one that really could turn this Mike McCagnon era around. But beyond that, you have center, you have corner, and you have running back. This has been the Locked on Jets podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thanks for listening today. Again, if you enjoy the show, subscribe. iTunes, Spotify are your two best options, and leave the show a good review in iTunes if you enjoy it. Hope you have a great Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.